Welcome to a new episode of the Cartridge Club, where we discuss our game of the month with members of the Cartridge Club community. If you've played along, you can always share your own experiences in the forums at cartridgeclub.org, in our community's Discord, or across social media by using the hashtag CartridgeClub. This month on the show, we're talking all things Ghostbusters with Ghostbusters the video game. Why is that? Well, that's because busting makes you feel good. That's why. Joining me on the show, we have from Retro Fandango, both Richard and Winston Zenmars himself, Kevin, Jason, a.k.a. Corpse Blood Gaming, and longtime returning guest and my co-host for today's show, J-Rock the Game Rocker. Before I start the show, on behalf of the entire Cartridge Club community, I'd like to give a huge shout out to our Patreon Club backers like Joel Boyce, Buried on Mars, Christopher Rohr, Dean Lasagna, and Caleb J. Ross. To our backers and Patreon supporters, thank you. With all that being said, strap in your proton pack, grab some ectocooler, because we're here to talk Ghostbusters. Since you're my, my co-host here, J-Rock, why don't you start us off with overall thoughts? What is your opinion of the game? What's your history with the franchise? Did you enjoy the game? Ooh, that's a, that's a lot of questions there, Ryan. I wish I had enough uh, wind in me to get to it all in Take one sentence. My, my history... Hey there, I'm J-Rock, the Game Rocker. Haven't been on a podcast here in a while, but I'm coming at you at the Cartridge Club here. Thanks to Ryan. Playing Ghostbusters this month, and I am a Ghostbusters fan. Been one since I was a little boy, as far back as I can remember. I've always wanted to be a Ghostbuster. Uh, even have, I have a tattoo here. It says Bustin' makes me feel good. Yeah. Oh, wow. You guys both got ink. Yeah, I, got yeah. me a, I got me a Slimer that my wife did. Sweet. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I've just been a fan forever. Love the movies, love the cartoons. Been a collector in the recent years here. And uh, I feel like to, to start talking about the game here, uh, this game is the Ghostbusters 3 that we never got. And that's what I view it as. It, it's good enough for me like that. It, it's like a standalone movie. You can look it up on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. People have uploaded it in movie form. But it's pretty well written and follows the continuity of the Ghostbusters Part 1 and 2. So it's what I always wanted. And we've seemed to just, we can't get that. You know, even extreme Ghostbusters in the 90s. That was still pretty cool. I've been watching, re-watching that now. They've been re-uploading it on their uh, YouTube. I've been watching that with my girlfriend and introducing her. And that even that would have been acceptable as a continuation from the story. You know, yeah. I think all the lashback for this female Ghostbusters wasn't because it was their females. I think it was because it's not a continuation of the story we love and the characters and, and the universe that was built. So, And it yeah. just isn't good. 
Yeah, it's a bad yeah. movie. <laughs> so so the, the jokes are bad. It's not it's nothing I, to do with the I sex told my girlfriend it's, it's, it's a great movie to put on to fall asleep, and she started doing that. Yeah. But I stay oh, up under, so I, I told her not you can't keep doing that because I gotta watch it. Yeah, if you if you <laughs> if you're gonna have a nightmare, maybe put it on the <laughs> But yeah, this this game is really well produced. I think like everyone was working on this. Harold Remus and Darren Aykroyd wrote on wrote this, so it is Ghostbusters 3. That's what I have to say about that. I love it. Love this game. Jason, what's your opinion of the game? I absolutely love this game beyond belief, like a ridiculous amount. Like, it's the game that I own every single version of on every platform. I love it that much. I had an insurmountable amount of hype when this was coming out to the point that I pre-ordered it and it showed up a day late and I'm not a Karen in any stretch of the imagination, but I freaked out at the store <laughs> for not getting my Ghostbusters game in the day that, cause I had that day off and then I worked the next day and I was just so grief stricken <laughs> by having to wait an extra day. Exactly. Like J rock said, it's, it's Ghostbusters three. Uh, it's written by the original writers, as he said, it's got all the original cast aside from, you know, Sigourney Weaver or a couple others. But uh, it's just a true continuation of the story. It's the true Ghostbusters experience as far as I'm concerned. I hadn't played all the Ghostbusters game up to that point, but all the ones I had played were trash. So basically saying I played the NES games and uh, not the uh, European version of New Ghostbusters 2. But yeah, I... I had never felt more like a Ghostbuster than playing this game. It's kind of like when you play the Arkham games, you're like, I'm Batman. I'm Batman right now. Like, you feel like a Ghostbuster playing this game. It met my hype and actually uh, didn't disappoint me in any way when I first played it. And every time I play it, it I like it just as much. It's aged well, I find. I like the addition of new weapons without them being like intrusive. They still use the, like the classic stuff. The amount of references is cool, but it does its own thing at the same time. The callbacks to stuff, even the collectibles are interesting to find if you're a Ghostbusters fan because they're all something different. I really, really like that. I've been a Ghostbusters fan as long as I can remember. It's always been ridiculous, but it kind of, you know, it kind of evened out as I grew up. And then I had kids and I got to show them how much I love Ghostbusters. So now my whole family is just like the Ghostbuster family. Uh, it's amazing. I love it. And uh, I uh, played it this time on the PS2 to be a little bit different since I've uh, I've never really played the stylized versions, despite owning them for quite a while. So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, glad to share what's a little bit different about those versions. Kevin, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I echo uh, J-Rock and uh, Jason's uh, thoughts a lot. I do feel this is the third movie as well. For me, um, I've been a Ghostbusters fan since I was a little kid, and I had been waiting for this game for about 15 years. I remember the, like, you know, I was there with the, the whole, when first-person shooters really first became a thing, and, uh, you know, Wolfenstein and Doom and all that, and I'm playing these games, and I'm thinking, wouldn't it be so cool, this is in the 90s, you know, wouldn't it be so cool if they would make a Ghostbusters game like this? And then I'm thinking, like, how would the proton pack work and all this stuff? And then uh, I went over to my, my buddy Frank's house, and he had this new uh, fan-dangled uh, contraption called the uh, Sony PlayStation. 
And uh, in this uh, Sony PlayStation, he had this game called, it was something called Tomb Raider. And uh, so he, you know, hands me a controller and says, here, play this Tomb Raider. And it was the first time I had played a third person game in 3D, like 3D models and sprites and all that, or not sprites, but polygons and all that stuff. And uh, in that game, you, you start off in the cave and you start running in a cave and then you see a bat and the bat's starting to come towards you. And my friend Frank's telling me, you got to whip out, you got to take out her guns and shoot the bat. So, you know, I figure out the controls to do that. And I take out the thing and it locks onto the bat and I shoot the bat. And I'm like, oh, that's how they should make a Ghostbusters game. It should be third person like this. You know, for the longest time, Ghostbusters was really ignored. Like there was nothing. You had Ghostbusters Extreme in the late 90s, but then it was done. It was dust. There was nothing. And then this game got announced in 2009. Not only did I want to buy it, it was the very, it was the very first game I had ever pre-ordered. I wasn't even sure. Like my buddy Frank would tell me, yeah, I pre-ordered this pre-order. I'm like, I don't even know what that means, pre-order. So I went to uh, EB Games, and I'm like, there's this Ghostbusters game coming out. I want to pre-order it. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. And uh, so, like, I only had to put $5 down to lock in this game. But I, I take the whole thing. Just take all the money. I want to pay for it up front because I want to show up that day and, uh, you know, just get the game. So I actually pre-ordered the Xbox 360 version and the PlayStation 2 version because that, those were the machines I had. And I still have those right here. I got that and that. So I get to... Um, uh, so, you know, it was months ahead of time, right? Like four or five months ahead of time. And then finally the day comes that the game comes out and I can't find my receipt anywhere. I'm like, oh man, what am I going to do? I don't have the receipt and I paid for the game in full. You know, I didn't just put down $5. I can't just rebuy the game. I, I don't have any proof that I, I, I paid for this game. So I go into EB Games and I talk to him. I'm like, look, um, I'm sorry. I'm new to this pre-ordering thing. I don't pre you probably thought it was such a dude, like just weirdo but i was like i'd never pre-ordered anything i i meant to keep the receipt i did not keep the receipt and he's just looking at me he's like yeah okay what games did you order i said i ordered ghostbusters on the xbox 360 and the playstation and before i could finish saying what i was saying he pulls out the two games and he and he hands them over to me he's like here you go and i'm like was i was i the only person to pre-order <laughs> ghostbusters in the store and he's like yep but not only did he hand me the two games he also handed me Look at this. Oh, neat. Your pre-order came with the Ghostbusters, the video game t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Did you know you're getting that, or was that, you I, know, I a can't surprise? remember. Uh, no, I, I think I knew I was getting that. I think I knew it was supposed to come with the t-shirt. I still but, got mine somewhere. But, yeah, I, I never wear it because it's, uh, you know, Too I'm awesome. the collector. Yeah, the collector in me will never allow me to wear it, so it now, just stays. Now, I noticed though, those characters are the, the cartoony versions, right? No, no, no. Th that's are those, from the... Is that the ones where... Because on the PS2, so the, the sprites are yeah, they look they look like the comic versions almost. Okay. Well, no, that that is the yeah, yeah that's, that's that's like the painting, just like the cover of the okay, game. Okay, yeah. Did they have and two you're... different shirts or no? No, I'm wondering. And that's your cartoony versions there. Yeah, yeah, those look like more like the comic version of them. Yes. Which keeps me away from loving the comics because I don't like the exaggerated features. When I'm I, reading comics, I like a kind of realistic look, but I, I hate the comics. Yeah, <laughs> I hate the IDW comics. There is a, yeah. a Ghostbusters game out there called Ghostbusters. Oh, what the heck's it called? Were they Sanctum were the of writers, Slime? 
No. That's it. Sanctum of Slime. Thing is a piece of trash, and uh, yeah. the we story is trash because the writers from the IDW comics are uh, wrote the story for that game. But anyways, yeah, there were some interesting bosses, but that's about it in that game. That game was like frustration. Oh, you too. can't you can't play it on your own. You have to play it with other people, and I've never finished it. It's impossible to play on. Uh, I, I, f- I finished it, but it was uh, not a game I was like, oh, I'm going to revisit that during no, Ghostbusters it's... month. I. Uh, I played the 2016 one, the one that came out to correspond with Answer the Call. Yeah. And it's a slightly better version of that. Yeah. But it's like a different rando team. And it uh, it kind of, I don't know, references the movie, which is probably the worst part of it. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's not worth talking about anymore. No. <laughs> but there are different versions of this game just before we go over to Rambox. Uh, so it came out on the PlayStation 3 as well. And then, really, the the lead console for the cartoony version was the Wii version. Mm-hmm. So every other uh, version of this game is on is like a port of this. Yeah, uh, yeah. It also was ported over to the PSP. And finally, there was a completely different version of the game for the DS, for the Nintendo DS. Yeah. For, for the audio podcast, Kevin was holding up. Oh, that's right. Games. You don't show the video, right? No. no. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so much for my show and tell. I got. Yeah. I grabbed all these games for nothing. I, I, I mean, appreciate for this. Yeah. I was I gonna. Do, I was gonna do the same. So I'm glad to talk to. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad someone else did. Yeah, because I got. I got every version of that too, and I'm just. Even when it okay. came out for the remaster, I was like, I'm buying two now, and I'll wait for the price drop to buy the third because it's like. I'm gonna feel like a real dummy buying three of the same game on one day. Now the Wii version, it has some uh, motion controls, right? I haven't played it myself, although it's in the collection. It's in my backlog. It's actually pretty intuitive for motion controls. Yeah. Uh, as far as the Wii goes, you know, it could either make or break a game. It is actually fun with you the motion use, controls. You use the thumbstick on the nunchuck to uh, move the character around, and then the the motion controls are used to aim. Basically, move your look around and aim, and it works. Yeah. It works really well. Richard, what's your experience with the game? Uh, it's all right. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, big what one. am I going to say that uh, these three haven't said? J Rock nailed it. It's it's like the third movie. Jason nailed it. It's a perfect experience with all the details and the atmosphere. Kevin nailed it. It's the perfect gaming. Uh, style for for this kind of a game. Of course, I watched the movies as a kid. Loved Ghostbusters and the cartoons. When this move, uh, when this game came out, uh, I kind of heard about it a little late, as usual, um, because I believe this was only a North American release. I don't know if it went into Europe, but it certainly didn't come out where I live. So I just had to cross my fingers and hope that it would show up in a in one of the secondhand shops. We had a lot of shops that would deal with uh, imports. Yeah, eventually I did luck out. I'll show mine too. I actually still have the sticker on it mm-hmm. saying that it's a foreign game. But I, I found it. I was super excited. And I paid $20 for it. Wow. Which is worth a lot every penny. For me. A lot for me, but <laughs> worth it. Uh, brought it home. And I, I kind of had high expectations for this too. I had seen a few trailers and I heard all about it original voice actors and you know you get to use the proton pack and all that i brought it home i stuck it in and blew me away right from the beginning i was like this is what you want this is how you feel like a ghostbuster i had played the some of the nes games the new ghostbusters 2 and that new ghostbusters 2 is a fun game but 
it, it, it's a game, you know, it's mm -hmm. a fun little game. This is the experience. When I, when I play this, I get to be a ghostbuster, you know, it, uh, Jason nailed it again with the, the Batman game, Arkham Asylum. That's the closest you're ever going to feel to being Batman outside of, you know, going up on the roof and putting on a costume. Ghostbusters is one of those things that even now in middle age, you can still believe you're going to be a Ghostbuster. I'm not going to be <laughs> Batman, but I can certainly strap a proton pack on, complain about going up the stairs and awkwardly <laughs> fire, you know, a, a stream of highly charged particles at innocent bystanders. Definitely. Uh, uh, th that's why I, I like, I kind of get now after playing games like this and Batman is like, I, f I get how like when guys some guys play Call of Duty they think they're a friggin' soldier and are you like yelling at their right. team like that I'm like oh, I get it I play Ghostbusters so again I'm maybe not maybe apples to apples but it's a uh, <laughs> it's my closest comparison you know, maybe my girlfriend thinks I'm weird that I'm talking to Ray and Winston and Egon and Peter I'm telling you know help me out guys like uh, I, I'm generally you know, wor worried when they get down too. do you guys talk to your Ghostbusters as well or Oh yeah, when they get down, I'm like, no, not Egon. <laughs> we can't lose him again. We can't lose you him again. Stupid Ray. Yeah, yeah, Ray no, was this, the worst. <laughs> this was the the best for me. Um, when I got it, my wife and daughter were away at the time. They're out uh, at their mom's at uh, her mom's house. So I played through the game, and I loved it. And I I noticed, you know, I was playing on 360, so I noticed all the achievements I was getting. So I looked at those, and I was like. You know what? I'm gonna get all these. So I played the game back to back three times in a row to get all the achievements, and it didn't get old. I, I just loved every little bit of it. Over the years, I would play it here and there, and then eventually, I think it was just last year, sometime around the middle of 2020, I played it again on my 360 just to to run through it, and then a short time later, my 360 died. It red ringed, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna buy another 360 this is like the fourth one I've been through. It's coming out uh, remastered on, on uh, Epic and for 25 bucks, like, eh, I don't know. I'll wait till it goes down in price or something or Epic. They, they give away games free a lot. So maybe I'll just hold out for that. And eventually they did give it away for free. So I was so excited. Worth every penny. <laughs> Worth every penny of the Epic experience. And I'll just say this quickly. I installed it on Epic. I tried playing it on Epic. It looked great, sounded great. So many problems I ran into with that game. It wouldn't let you save. It would just automatically delete uh, all of your progress. There was a problem with missing cutscenes, the Egon and going up into the stairwell when you're going up to the fisherman that was just completely gone. Uh, the, I started running into sound issues. I contacted Saber, the, the company that was uh, behind the, the remaster, and they said, oh, well, you got to go into your file and take out this file and download this and replace it with this. I'm like, okay, and I do that, and then the game would just instantly crash, and I mm. call them back, and I'm like, what do I do now? Okay, we need you to, to go in and, and copy this page and send it. I'm like, <laughs> why are you telling me to fix this myself? You know, this is your game. So... I, I was getting really frustrated. I uninstalled it, whatever. Couldn't make it work. Then I realized it's on Steam. I thought it was exclusive to Epic. And then, you know, the, the Steam uh, thing kicked in after a year. And then I think maybe it was you, Ryan. Somebody posted that it was, went on sale. 
like just uh like hey if you still need this it, it's out there and like ran right out and got it you know it um i picked it up on steam started playing it loved it and then i noticed the achievements are clicking off there i was like oh are these all the same achievements as before like yeah i want those again so mm -hmm. i played through it a few times just to get all those achievements nice um, oh i do love achievements okay. rambox i agree I, I've been playing I normally, both. I played both versions this week, and I think I beat mm -hmm. them both three times each this week yeah. alone. Oh, yeah. I beat it six times, guys. <laughs> Don't isolate what about, that. What Don't about the game? That. Did you did you play the game at all? <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> well, I thought Gun I was going to impress people because I I played it four times. They know. <laughs> well, I I just want to say about the Epic Game Store. I have the game on the Epic Game Store, and it didn't crash on me once. I didn't have any issues with it. Uh, I've had a number of. That's another thing. Anyway, I'll also point this out while we're just doing show and tell. I also have the uh, Ghostbusters role-playing pen and paper game. Perfect. What? What on, on your phone? phone? All I gotta say is uh, when we play. It's a PDF. The internet provides. That's all you need to know. We can show <laughs> pictures of things and say we have it. I didn't know that. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Get with it. I don't know. I I love this game. It's always fun, and I. This month alone, it's, it's this might be becoming my number one. Yeah, it's it's pretty up there for me too. Like I, my number one and two has always been Super Metroid and Half Life, and it switches back and forth. But Ghostbusters, a video game, it's it's right up there, man. It's, it's so it's definitely top five. But as I was really, as it's like it's top three, and like I don't get tired of it. It's yeah. always fun. It's unique. What what other game is like this out yeah, there? Yeah, I was going to point that out. I've never seen this gameplay style in any other game. You guys play a lot more games than I do, but the whole idea of wrangling something and forcing it into uh, an area, you know, mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of shooting and a lot of dissipating, but, you know, to grab, collect, smack it around the room and all the destructible environments and everything. The closest thing would probably be Ghost Hunter on PS2, which is like more like a kind of like a Van Helsing slash Ghostbusters game. But it's uh it's out there if you if you're looking for something similar to Ghostbusting with a different, no, more like I, a gritter thing. I want this. Ghost, Ghost Ghost Hunter is a cool one too. Though I don't the, need anything beyond this. Uh the yeah. uh Luigi Mansion games too. They're kind of Ghostbusters. But, but they're all based on Ghostbusters. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. all aping off that. Yep. Oh yeah. It, it's a unique property. Absolutely. Nothing. Nothing makes me feel good like Buster makes me feel good. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Oh, I will point out one more detail about this uh, 360 case. On the back, it has the uh, www.ghostbustersgame.com. I went there just this morning, and it's just a static picture of Sanctum of Slime. Oh. oh Enjoy no. that, Kevin. No, I will not. <laughs> Ouch. Why would they do this? Mm. That's terrible. Yeah, uh, that was it, what made it most disappointing. Was as it was a follow up, and you're like, "Sure, yes. it looks different, but it maybe it's still kind of fun." Yeah. And, oh, okay. <laughs> it's got the weapons. That's about all the similarities it has to this game. Yeah, like you said, Richard, Ooh. with this with this game, it's just yeah, replaying it, it just flows. You don't. It doesn't feel like a slog each time. It, yeah. Each part kind of have... has something exciting about it. Even though some you know, on professional mode, there's some really tough parts, but uh, they still manage to be entertaining. Yeah. If, if yeah. you go to uh, how, what is it? How to beat it? No, not how, to, how long to beat it? 
Uh, it says the game's eight hours, but it always flies by for me. Like it's, it yeah. doesn't feel like an eight hour game. I think that's an average, you know, if you've played it a bunch, it's going to go by a lot faster too. And when you know what to right. do and you're, yeah. you know, the only, there's and only one part of this whole game that I hate, uh, especially when it comes to professional mode and it's the cherub part at the end of, uh, the, the graveyard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did that the other day to get that achievement. Yep. <clears throat> so is that the, is that the one where you got to slime tether the angels into the fence? Yeah. Or you could wrangle them. Yeah. yeah. Does that still, work? I've tried that. I could I, never. That's get how that I got through work. it. I because because there's these little the little guys from the grave. They come and they attack Ray right away, and he's down. Oh yeah, then and, that's their strategy is just take out the other guys and then And he's the only guy on that side of the fence that can revive you. So you constantly have to make sure that he's okay. But basically what I did for that area was I just you know, I did like two uh guy like I, I got lucky enough to capture two of them in my capture stream and then throw them into the fence. And then I just hit around the corner where all those guys come out to to kill Ray. Behind the tree, yeah. And I just yeah. I just sat there and took them all out, you know. And then eventually the other guys got some other cherubs into that fence and took it down. I was that's so kind of what you I... need to do is you you tether one and then you attack the the guys on yeah. the ground. Tether yeah. one, attack the guys on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Monitor Ray. Yeah, Poor, <laughs> babysit him. <laughs> Poor Ray's just gonna stand in the middle and you know be a, be like other NPCs, but except for you care about him more because he's Ray. <laughs> but well while we're talking about tethering and wrangling do we want to talk about like the different weapons the different, sure yeah. uh, gadgets you get here well, wait, wait, wait. Would you mind oh, real okay. quick and we'll talk all about this yeah, yeah. um he also played it yeah because i also ryan what did you think of the game well you know i i love the game but i this time i played the remastered and i'll come back to that i, I guess i'll start with my my history with the franchise i want to say i i I think I came to Ghostbusters because of the cartoon first, because the first movie came out in 1984, and that was the year I was born. And I get I get to let my chops busted a lot because I swear I saw this Ghostbusters in the theater, and I, I think they might have re-released it when the sequel came out, like right before a sequel came out. I'm and sure I, my did. parents knew I love the cartoon so much that they're like, "Oh, let's go see Ghostbusters." So I know I saw Ghostbusters in the theater as a kid, and then seeing the sequel and whatnot. So I had a little bit of, you know, a history with it. I never got into extreme Ghostbusters at all. It just, it came that same period of time when Ninja Turtles kind of got rebranded and they had a different look. I'm like, that's not what I, I, I liked or grew up with. So I didn't get into it, but I love the movies. And this game honestly went way under my radar. Uh, I did not know it existed until 2010. What year it came out? 28, 2008, 2009, 2009. So I didn't know. I found mine secondhand at um, a pawn store here locally. And I was just texting a buddy. And I'm like, hey, have you ever heard of this game? He goes, yeah, it's actually kind of like the third movie. And he was like, it's got the voice actors and everything. And it was like, I don't know, I think 10 bucks at the time. So I was like, all right, I'll grab it. You know, most of the time when you see a licensed game, you know, it's they're lousy. So it's kind of one of those ones where, like, I've seen it on a shelf, but no thanks because it's a licensed game. But if yeah. it wasn't for my buddy, uh, Tony saying, you know, give me the push that I needed to pick it up. I, I never would have picked it up and uh, I bought it and I only reason I know I played in 2010 is while I was checking my uh, achievements on my phone for PlayStation it says, you know, unlocked in 2000 August 2010. I would have sworn it would probably been, you know, later than that, but no, I, I played it back in 2010 and I loved it then. I played it on the PS3 and on this time I played the remastered on PlayStation 4 because 
the remastered came out a little while ago. It's not very expensive. It's pretty cheap. It's always like $20 or less. And um, I'll say this. I'm a little disappointed with the remastered. That's the version I played this time. Nothing, yeah. nothing majorly game-breaking or anything, too. But it, it just... I don't know. There was um, at least... You know what? You know what really was for me is that that it it doesn't. It seems like it's a lazy port. It seems like it's a real lazy port where they just kind of maybe up lazy. the graphics a little bit. And even but like the 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 animated scenes, the cutscenes in the game are just like dropped from the mm-hmm. the the previous gen where they they couldn't you know make them look better or I don't know. It's it's a very lazy port and it explains why it's only probably twenty dollars or less. So oh, yeah. if I was gonna you know cripe it for anything, it's a very remastered. I, I would almost recommend getting probably the previous version of the game Absolutely. over the remastered if you're going to play this game. Well, 200% I don't, I don't for two reasons. Well, sorry. I, 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 okay, I did see like people were praising the uh, PS3 and Xbox 360 versions because of the um, multiplayer, but there is still a little bit of uh, frame rate issues I have with the, the original versions of the game. Uh, the remaster does improve. I, I do appreciate the 60 frames per second on the remaster. So the game is so cheap. Just buy both. Sure. <laughs> get the remaster, yeah. get the original, then you got the best of both worlds. Are Absolutely. you a real Ghostbusters fan? Yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, my two major problems with the remaster is, that, yes, there's better frame rate. The graphics are you know, a little bit more polished, as you'd expect from a last-gen you know, re-release. But yeah, the exclusion of multiplayer, which is why I think the uh, servers opened back up again, is because they're like, oh, we could just do that instead of you know remake, you know, working on it for the new version, and all the stuff that was cut out of the original version could have been like you know a little bit they could have put a little bit of work in and implemented it, even as like a deleted scenes part that you could play after. Kind of like uh, Gears Two when they like put in like a little in between scene mm-hmm. um, as a DLC. Uh, I think that would have been perfect because yeah, there was a bunch of uh, scenes and some pretty cool uh, sequences that were cut out. And even though they like voiced them and everything, they never really implemented them in the game. They're just on the cutting room floor. And I'm like, what a waste of the voices! If you got them, do something with them. Honestly, yeah. yeah. It's, One uh, thing I want to cover is how. Uh, victimizing i find a uh, venkman's character he's i don't know me too i don't know <laughs> yeah i think the me too movement should have a look at peter venkman now he I, might the be rose colored glasses are off me first yeah. you know what <laughs> I, I wonder i wonder how much it is I, I i know i'm a little older than you guys but like part of the the uh, part of it that makes me cringe is that it's not sergorny weaver it's yeah. the little girl from Who's the Boss that he's hitting on. And I know she's yeah. not the little girl from Who's the Boss anymore. Yeah. But it kind of, there's some creepy mm. moments. <laughs> and he's supposed to be, you know, technically, like if you think about it, their ages are supposed to be in line, right? Because the game takes place in 1991. So he's yeah. supposed to be in his 40s and she's supposed to be in her 30s. So it's supposed to kind of line up a little bit. But in reality, it's kind of weird. Like if it's you saw that on screen, you'd be like, yeah, totally. They could have casted better. Yeah, yeah I'm, I, I was I was really bummed about Sigourney Weaver and Rick Moranis not being in this, but uh, it was a bummer because she like turned it down mm-hmm. and then found out all the other guys were in, and she was like, "Oh, I'll, I'll do it then." And I thought it was gonna be like the only recognizable name on it, and they're like, "Ah, oh, too bad we already got someone else." So I would have been like, "Scrap it." Yep. <laughs> yeah, that that um, 
there's a whole thing with the voices. In fact, there's a couple. You mentioned Sigourney Weaver. I, I read about that. Rick Moranis apparently did eventually come around. And I'll take this is stuff I read on the internet. But he agreed to do it so late in production that they just didn't have anybody available to put his character together. They had gone as far as scanning his head to get his facial features. Hmm. So That's... they they kind of debated, well, maybe we can put a bunch of papers on his desk and we'll just have his head stick out and he'll say <laughs> things. And, but they're like, no, it's it's just too late. We can't do it. I so. think That's Mr. Moranis got locked out of his apartment missed the message <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> that's that's and the then, biggest bummer yeah yeah well there's one other thing that mr murray being bill murray was reportedly extremely late to sign on to the game no and no. then when not a surprise to anyone <laughs> to do his voices he would cancel repeatedly so the reason that winston is not in the first level which i always believed they were trying to recreate the beginning of the movie mm -hmm, yeah three but the reason he was not in that is because they were so unsure if bill murray was going to show up they had to start moving on assuming he might not be there and so they blocked out the beginning of the game knowing that if bill murray didn't show up Winston would have to step in as the main because Egon and Ray do all the tech talk and right. you know, support the, the plot. So it would have been Winston in, in the Peter role. Uh, and okay. that's why he's not in the beginning of the game. But also one thing I noticed as, as I've played through this a few times now, you get a lot of Peter Venkman in the first level, you yeah. know, with the Slimer and everything in Times Square in the second level. As you go through the game, Bill Murray's involvement fades. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like he does the voices for all the cutscenes, all the major stuff. There's really three kinds of voices. There's the cutscene main story voices, the, all the plot. There's the Stop, drop like, and play sound effect stuff, like oh I'm down, mm -hmm. you know, oh, help. I'm sorry. Yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then there's the situational dialogue of like you go through the Egypt exhibit and Winston's like, oh, the Egypt exhibit. I, I practically lived here while I was studying for my doctorate or, you know, Egon's going on about, you know, uh, readings on the, the PKE and stuff. You get that with Bill Murray for the first two levels, but then he's missing from a few levels mm -hmm. and the museum, the Shandor's Island and the final uh, cemetery, he's in those scenes, but he really doesn't say anything other than the main cutscenes and that, you know, drop and play dialogue. There's a couple things for the boss battles. Yeah, absolutely. But, but you notice it's really obvious when you go through the Civil War scene, it's visibly it's blocked the rookie and Venkman in the shot. And Winston's kind of in the back. You can't even see him. But Winston's mm -hmm. doing all the talking. Mm -hmm. right. And I saw another posting where someone said, Bill Murray agreed to do this if the other actors got a bump up. Because he felt like some of the other actors were underwritten, like Ernie Hudson. Mm -hmm. I couldn't find... There was a link to that article. I couldn't find it. It didn't exist. So I don't know if it's It was Bill just Murray. a picture of Sanctum of Slime. 
<laughs> I don't know if it, I don't know if it was Bill Murray saying, you know, I really don't want to do this just to have somebody else read it, or if he genuinely said, you know what, give this to Ernie because God bless him, Ernie Hudson is a working actor. You know, he was like, but, I got to get back to Garfield. Well, it's just a feeling that I have. I never actually studied the game to see if this is actually a fact, but the feeling I get every time I play the game is that it balances out your time with every character almost evenly. It feels like that anyways. I feel like as if I had some time with Peter, Ray, Egon, and Winston equally. That's how it feels like anyways. You get a little bro time with all of them. So if if, Winston's your favorite, you're like, oh, cool. I actually just get to hang out with Winston. I remember the first time I was playing this, and I'm like, they better not just keep Winston like he's just phoning in and... Hey guys, I'm over here. Like, I'll catch you later, kind of thing. Yeah. That's what I, I think. I want to later wanna levels. Bust. Yeah, and I want later levels. Goes. Like Vox was saying, is like Bill Murray is always on. He's like on the radio. He's not with you. And yeah. then even the characters are like, should we go uh, get Vankman? Right. I yeah. guess we should. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you look, I that's one of the things I intentionally put in the outline is which characters are with you in each level, mm-hmm. and. Ray and Egon are always there. Sometimes they're only voices or sometimes there's kind of like a midpoint to the level and sometimes they switch out. Uh, They're always there. In fact, Egon is with you for every boss fight except for Stay Puffed. And then like Winston is only there for two of the boss fights. But you kind of see where they, they mix them around and then you only get to be with all the Ghostbusters in like two scenes. You know, they're at the Times Square where there's the Ecto-1 but even then, Ray and Egon are just sitting in the car. Mm-hmm. And then it's only that final fight right before the, the main boss where all Ghostbusters are out with the packs actually fighting around. So the game did a good job of like, okay, here's some of them. Okay, here's another one. Ah, oh, When are you going to get to all of them? You build up to that moment. It made but... you feel like that new guy in the company. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, and you're you know the all the denigrating the stuff they say. <laughs> absolutely. Which you want the best... Been- we oh, haven't even mentioned is you don't even play as the Ghostbusters. You play right. as a rookie who's a voiceless, nameless character just to put you Haas. in there with Sometimes the Sometimes he's called Haas. Haas, <laughs> Chief, Rook. Uh, my favorite inclusion, though, is on the cover, Winston is actually on it. You know he's part of it this time. So that's uh, that's great. That's good to see. I, I was disappointed when they were coming out with like the um, like the concept and everything of the game because at first they were like, "No, you're going to play as Peter Vank. You're going to have you're going to be able to choose which Ghostbuster you're going to play as." And then as it went further on in the development, they said, "No, you're actually going to be playing this rookie." And I was a little disappointed that I couldn't play as Peter Vankman. And how many uh, CCs of Thorazine do you inject in the lady on the date? Right, yeah. <laughs> you want to make that decision. Me personally, yeah, it depends on the lady. <laughs> you know, I was just going to ask that as a group question. Do you would you have preferred to play as a Ghostbuster, or are you fine with the trainee? Or my other, I guess, follow up with that is, I'm not a big person who likes to do customization for a character in a game. I'm almost always going to take the generic default character. I hate having to waste time making hair and everything too. But I think this game, I think I would have preferred actually to yeah. actually have had a customization for said nameless, you know, trainee character. Good. But I guess back to the first question, would you have rather played as a ghostbuster in the game or would you, you know, are you, would you, I don't know. 
Kevin, you said you'd rather have played as the Ghostbuster? Uh... Yeah, I, well, that's how I felt at first, and then when I played the game, I'm like, yeah, this is okay. Playing as the rookie is okay. I would have liked, I I understand, like the, your first time around, playing as the ghost, like because it makes sense story wise that you're the rookie. But I think it would have been cool if they would have let you uh, do like a uh, what do they call it? The new game plus. Well, like in your <laughs> yeah, in your other play, in your other gameplays, you unlock the characters and you can play as those characters. I, th- yeah. I thought that w- I think that would have been nice if you could actually play as like, you know, you're still the rookie character, if you will, but you have the uh, look skin. Of, yeah, yeah well, skin. You, you could that's choose, it. Skin. You can you can choose the characters in the multiplayer, right? That's all I was gonna say. That well, they do have the benefit if you want to play the multiplayer. Yeah. <laughs> with me, I will play it, and I'll let I you will. do whatever Ghostbuster you want, and you can pick. <laughs> oh, nice. Or if you that's want, you can pick. Your, yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty awesome. I want um, Yeah, I think the. But, before we go down deeper down the multi, you know, go for down here. I think the multiplayer is only on Xbox 360 at the moment too. I don't think it's on PS3. Oh no. Yeah, oh. it's the only it's the only uh, servers that are open as far as I know. Um, can I just, oh, yeah, just mention one thing about the story before we move on from sure. the story? Because um, the one thing that I think that they did brilliantly in this is, you know, there's a lot of things in Ghostbusters like it doesn't necessarily make sense that they would fight Mr. Stay Puffed again because Mr. Stay Puffed was like. In the in the in the movie, he was like a spur of the moment uh, apparition by that that came out of Ray's head, right? Yeah, that goes said, "Okay, you want this to be the destructor of the world? We'll make it this." So, in order to manufacture all that stuff again, they made it like there were like in Ghostbusters lore, there became like this Ghostbusters museum, not like a, a museum for Gozer. Like it was an event that happened in New York. It was part of New York City, and through that, like. That's how all these things manif- manifested itself again. There were no terror dogs, though, for some reason, which was a little disappointing. Of, yeah, but the evil Shandor. Right. So it was kind of cool that they actually thought, like, that Dan Aykroyd and Harold Dreamers thought of a way, like, it was a Ghostbusters way, but they thought of a way that made sense in the universe for those things to come back instead of yeah. just saying, oh, you're fighting. explanations and, like, in the cut scenes for all the stuff. Like, I heard. Ray's like, ah, yeah. yeah, it would be weird to see Stay Puffed again, but I yeah. guess because uh, the last time he was in our dimension, that was the form he took. So, of course, that's, that explains it. Yeah, and that was <laughs> that was an amazing little addition that was like, I don't know, four or five levels after you fought Mr. Stay Puffed. And he just, the whole game stops. He just stops the game and he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> it doesn't make sense if Mr. Stay Puffed would be back. Wait, no, it does. And then he goes through like this explanation. I just thought mm-hmm. that was really, really neat idea for you as the game as the player to be able to go through all those classic scenes in it and it making sense on some level uh uh, one disappointing thing about playing the ps2 version is the Times square portion where you're like running away from him and avoiding him like stomping all the cars Mm -hmm. and stuff yeah is completely not in the ps2 version it kind of just like snaps to you being in the building yeah yeah so that's a bit of a bummer there's a little bit of Small things like that. Not much else is really cut out as far as like level parts, but there's like some omissions of bosses and that are replaced with others, which is there. Are, there is some lines of dialogue in that that are changed. It has a little more cart like it has a cartoony look, so the the humor in it is a little more cartoony as well. Yeah, so yeah, I'm a little more like kid focused kind of, I guess, because yeah. you know they figure you know the wheeze for kids or whatever. So you know. are there, is there like fart jokes or something in it? Then, or? <laughs> no, no, it's just like uh, like there's a scene where Ray is like like they're they're going in, they see the ghost, and so Ray's like doing like all the. Uh, what do they call it? Like SWAT team motions, like you know, you hearing all that, and Peter's just looking yeah. at him like he has no idea what he's talking about. You know, yeah. it's just like that joke 
was it in the Xbox 360 game? Yeah, well, they, they, it's, it's just a little bit more goof. They're a little more like they goof off a little bit more. It seems like yeah, just to yeah, it's very light. Fit, fit the cartoon look of them, and you well, could change. You the, could play as a, a female or a male Ghostbuster in that uh, version, and you could do co-op. That's true. Yeah, which was also cool. Yeah. Well, the game it had so much content. Like like any production of anything, you have so many ideas that you want to put in there, and then you know you got to start whittling it down. And they did record. Uh, dialogue for a lot of other stuff that didn't get put into uh, i guess the main game mm-hmm. um so maybe some of that was used for the the wii version those extra little bits that may oh, have could been, been a little bit there was one part i think you put it in the notes actually i'd uh i was going to talk about so i was glad you added that but uh there being like a kind of on rails on top of the ecto one yeah, like the yeah, rookie yeah. rides on top of the ecto one so it's kind of like an on rails like shooter part and I really would have loved to see that because mm. I liked all the throwbacks, you know, Stay Puff being in there, Slimer being in there, you know, Vigo's painting being in the firehouse, yeah. all that stuff. But I really wanted more Ecto-1 stuff rather than just escort mission for it and it, you know, the yeah. Super Slimer. It's, uh, it's, I, I really, I'm fine with that's it. That's the only thing like I, I felt. I saw a lot of people complain about that in reviews and stuff like, oh, you can't drive the Ecto-1. That would have been cool, but like the game as it is, I mean, it's not a perfect game, but my oh, enjoyment fine. level is a 10, you know, yeah, absolutely. Oh, so, absolutely. focused on everything like, else instead of having to make a whole driving aspect to the game. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I like mean, that, that, again, that was something that was planned. They say there's early footage of driving around in the Ecto one and the Marine Ecto eight. There's, yeah. if you look at, um, in the remastered version, in the unlockables, there's a video like the making of the game, a little featurette. And yep. if you watch that, and if you look through the um, the art, Concept the artwork, you see early uh, renderings of the game where you're playing as the Ghostbusters. You know, it's the Ghostbusters in the rookie's position because that was a whole thing of whether you're going to play as the Ghostbusters or the the rookie. And there's stuff that wasn't incorporated, like you see them using the slime tether to open those museum gates. So I imagine there were a lot of other puzzles and things like that they wanted to put in there. But, you know, as you work on the project and time gets short, Mm -hmm. you just got to cut it all down. So there's even the uh, customization. Of course, they wanted to implement something where you could make it look like you and, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, so you could be the, the Ghostbuster trainee. But time and money That's i'd it. actually really would have preferred to like make myself i really like trying to make myself in games but uh with long hair and beards it always seems like it's really like there's not uh, even a beard that looks like my on the back <laughs> yeah the cold the closest to like oh a long hair will i'll have like bangs or something you're like that you gotta pick the ladies to... version can I, you know can I, I, i'm can with I just, you jason can i just have long hair and like my beard's really short now but i had like a lot longer beard until i started my new job and uh there's nothing for beards in almost all games. And I got to give the shout out to wrestling games for always having a decent selection. They've beards. always been at the forefront, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> character customization in general is like the greatest. I'll, I'll play games. one just to make a character. I won't even play it. After uh, that. They're not worth playing much after that. Days, <laughs> honestly, I actually started 2K18 and there was everything was like, you have to buy it after the fact and you get a generic template. I was like, that. Anyway, that would have been perfect to add to this game, though. Like, just but being yeah. the nameless rookie, I think, was a good way to go with this game. 
And you could, so you can, you have that experience of like having one-on-one -on -one time with each of the Ghostbusters and experiencing their banter between themselves. Yeah, that, that was the decision. Know. They they wanted to let you play as a voiceless character, so the main cast could do their thing, and you could experience that. And you're the you're the guinea pig. They don't really want to get to know you too much because yeah, you might be vaporized. You're testing out all the prototype equipment, so yeah, you don't don't put a name on it. it could just he could just be a, a number for now. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows if he's going to be vaporized? Let me uh, ask you guys, did you have any moments in the game you didn't like? I, I can at least think of two moments that in its early on game, I think what it is for me with the game is I think at first when I was replaying this remaster, I was questioning, like, I know I really liked that game. Why am I not enjoying it? Because I was getting I was getting whooped. Mostly that state park uh, marshmallow level where I'm going up the building, that one level where you're with Ray and the marshmallow minions are charging the room mm -hmm. and oh, the uh, architect's office yeah that yeah. that part whooped me where i died s several times you know either trying to save ray because he's always getting taken out just getting flooded and then the part where you're going up the when you get the extra dimension you go through and you're going up the stairwell and i guess watching out for the books or something like mm. that that part took me out a bunch too um but that's also because I guess I was just playing it wrong. I uh, wasn't being patient. I wanted to just blast through, you know, and just go to the top of the stairs without, you know, worrying about the books coming from behind me and taking me out. But well, you have to time when you're going through those stairs. You have to time it. You have to yeah. time your movements. And I wasn't. And, doing, I wasn't doing that. I was. And you're, being, you know, you're like the krill on Gears of War if you don't, basically. Right, and the yeah. uh, your stas stasis, the shotgun mode in the yeah. stasis that opens up nice big holes in mm -hmm. those uh, things where you can run through. Yeah. I was gonna say though, but for me, for that first for me, and maybe we can jump on with this too. Like, did you have a favorite weapon? Because to me, then once I started getting all the weapons and leveling up, like when I got the slam dunk, my power just flicked, guys. I might actually uh, everything might turn off in a second. Sorry. Sure. <laughs> so, are you on a generator? We'll, no. We'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll pause. Tell your back. We'll, we'll pretend like you're not yeah. like you have. Shut, shut this down. Right. Shut this all. Right. Down. I just saw a flicker. <laughs> Um, you don't want to do that. So, this containment when, unit is about to explode. Side <laughs> note: Side note: Did anybody turn off the containment unit? No. Yeah, yeah it makes it makes the Give sound. It a shot. Yeah. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, there's so much stuff you can do in the firehouse. Like you. Yeah, so many. Half the time I play the game, I just run around the firehouse and look at all the, the yeah, things you can find. You can all your artifacts Cuba, get collected. Yeah, yeah, you get to see your cool. hot beverage mug with free balloons for the kids and awesome. all that other the stuff. Toaster. Yeah, it's so, like so I, said, I, could, I do gotta say, okay, Vigo's painting, that's it shouldn't be there. Remember, it was slimed. Yeah. It yeah. destroyed it. Was so, the continuity error. The only continuity it, error I have with this game. It should, that was yeah, a it, nice it should have just been like the Toga Ghostbusters on it, but yeah. Yeah. That was a nice addition <laughs> though. Like they even got I love the it. original <laughs> voice actor, the dude from the Exorcist. I'm blanking on his name right now. But Max von Sydow. That's it. That's yeah. it. He Vince died. Von Sydow. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Did anybody find the Twinkies? No. Yeah. Yeah. I I I went through every inch of that game. That's why I said like the uh this is one of the only games where I'm like having fun looking for the yeah the little the little you know collectibles because every one of them is a reference to either like the toys the show the game like some of them are really obscure mm -hmm. but 
it's just amazing how much love and you know you could tell the people that were making the game weren't just like slapping it out there they were like obviously fans and it was kind of like a passion project for yeah, whoever was involved um, there's uh the real ghostbusters pke meter i did find that um, yeah there's um there's something called the stasis mine that was supposed to be used in the game mm -hmm. it was intended to be this mine that would just like a vortex pull all the ghosts in the room in but would also pull all the furniture because all that stuff moves around <laughs> yeah basically and gravity well. like this big jumble yeah it, that sounds like it would have been really cool but that's the the circular thing in the basement which was based off the extreme ghostbusters trap design i gotta say um, though the extreme ghostbusters is like a definitely acquired taste i remember when it came out i was like what is this crap and then i just immediately dismissed it but since like getting into it with the kids and we watched real ghostbusters like 25 times all the way through revisiting it i'm like i've got a new appreciation for it it's They're a little bit darker eh? are the kids yeah. do the kids get a little frightened no well the first one the original one had some pretty creepy parts for a kid's show you're like wow i really just watched yeah. this and didn't have bad dreams as a kid huh but uh, yeah, my, my uh, girlfriend's kids but, are kind of uh, wussies like that. We gotta like really watch what they they get scared easy. But no, so right. I gotta save I gotta save those Ghostbusters for them though. Well, my kids are used to hanging out with me, and I've got zombies and yeah. just gore shit everywhere. They're just, they're used to that. Like my daughter, when she was a year old, we did a zombie walk, and I went into a room looking like Dad came out just gray, my face hanging off, and she's just like, "Hey, Dad, just no different, <laughs> no fright whatsoever." Brian's going to cut all this stuff out, by the way. It's got <laughs> yeah. nothing to do with the game. <laughs> so yeah, getting, talk, so there's going to be like no chopping off at all. He's so making well. mental notes on when it's all to cut. It's all goes. Oh, I'm, I'm just giving <laughs> it. It makes good. me feel good. It's just a shout out to maybe give it another try if you dismissed it like I did. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Extreme Ghostbusters underrated. I'm with what you. was your question, Ryan? Oh, no, just uh, <laughs> one, 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 did, you parts, did you have any parts that you didn't like in the game? And then I guess like. Oh. Did you have like a favorite weapon, like a go-to weapon that you used? Uh, for me, I, I liked. I think the um, the overload, or whatever the the last one was, the Amazon Collider. Collider. Yeah, that Amazon one. Collider. That one I think was very OP and really took out everything. It, yeah, yeah it's, um, it's good for the multiplayer for sure. When you get the the big giant like book beasts and stuff, it's mm -hmm. a it's a good damage dealer. Now, when you're yeah. gonna go buy one of those, make sure to ask for the Meson Collider and not the Meson Colonic. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, yeah I, anyone I, have a favorite? It was cool to be able to use the slime gun because he felt kind of yeah. even, though, even though it was green slime, you got like a Ghostbusters 2 feel in there. And that tether was just such a Ghostbusters thing. Like all these things feel natural and not just like a tacked in after the fact, like how are we gonna do this weapon? Everything feels like, oh yeah, Egan totally made this. And the, and the strategy mm. behind it all, it all kind of flowed easy. It didn't feel too clunky. Like switching yep. between them, like you mm. you kind of you figured out the strategy with each kind of ghost, and it wasn't, you know, oh yeah. it's a red ghost. Yeah. Use this. It wasn't really like that, you know. It's yeah. Well, if and, you scan the ghost, it tells you which weapon they're weak against, so mm -hmm. it gives you that little clue. But you kind of figure it out after a while. Yeah, the next part of the fun of replaying the game is is then you can try different techniques. Like I was using yeah. more of the slime tether in my yeah. later playthroughs, and I'm like, wow, yeah. this is pretty underrated. Yeah, yeah like I I was so just thrilled just to use the proton stream. Like that was always my go-to because it just felt great. 
mm-hmm. even after you you bust all the ghosts in the room you know you just pick up furniture and slam it around <laughs> but the yeah, mechanic I... of like you you shoot them you got the little um that little uh what do you Wrangle call beam? reticle whatever the little yeah. countdown thing showing how how weak they're getting uh, and then, you know, you hit the capture beam, you get them in there and then you build the slam meter and you can just bang them around. That oh, was so, so cool. Fun. And then just fighting them into the trap. Yeah, I love not- to fight into the trap so much that I would avoid buying the upgrades for the trap just so I could, you know, wrestle with them a little bit longer. Yeah, and it really showed why they make that face when they're because they're like, "Come on, you son of a bitch!" Right? Yeah. <laughs> when, when you when you ignite the the one, you know the the rookie, he's got a little like jolt. He yeah. backs up. There's a nice little animation. That's one criticism about this game that I sort of get if you're coming to this game is not not as a Ghostbusters fan is that it is um it's not a smooth experience. You know, like you go in there, you could get very hectic. I think that's why they cut down on the number of Ghostbusters you had with you at a time too, mm-hmm. because you could, like there's, you know, they're all shooting all, every single which way, and beams are going over your head and whatnot. And it's almost like a, I don't want to say clunky, but it it can be a little clunky. And I think like that turns off a lot of people from the yeah. game. But well, that is the experience. That is like if you watch, you know, if you watch Ghostbusters, that's what it's like. It's not like a a shooter. They're not sitting there and aiming the proton pack and taking out, you know, guys uh left right and center. Tethering. If they just slam tethered? Yeah. All the time. Yeah, pff, yeah. That was tough. You'd be like that was the worst <laughs> scene in the movie. Yeah. You know, if they like it, it's fun to use, but it's uh yeah, like I was all about the proton stream because that's all I've always wanted to use, you know, but it was cool to have the variation so it wasn't it didn't get old feeling i guess for some people i i was all about it i like the uh implementation of overheating rather than like having to pick up ammo or like stuff like that and clips like on the online the only thing that needs to that overheats and has infinite ammo is the proton pack you have to pick up ammo for the other weapons but i really like that you don't have to do that in the main game so then you're like oh yeah hold off using that because I might need that later. You know, like sometimes you get like a rocket launcher in a game. You're like, I got two shots, got to make these count. And then you never end up using it. So I really, I really enjoyed the, where it, there's parts that kind of make you use each of the weapons. To, yeah. You yeah. Know, I've to gr- vary I've really the combat. Gained an appreciation for the stasis stream and the shock blaster. I didn't use it any more than I had to originally, but you realize once you freeze them and you can just shatter yeah. The enemies like, cool. that, that's a lot of fun there yeah. was a, 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 a an effort and it was kind of a trend i guess in the era when this game came out but not to not have as much of a interface like a user interface they wanted everything uh and i think they accomplished that for the most part other than like the money up in the corner or whatever mm-hmm. but like there's no like all the indicators for when you're overheating or which weapon you've selected, all that is on the proton pack itself. Mm-hmm. You know, like whatever mode you're in, that's the proton pack basically changes into that mode. And when it, you know, there's a meter right on the proton pack to let you know when it overheats. And that is such a cool, when you do overheat and you like, you reset it and those red, that those little red lights. Yeah, they, they <laughs> look like they, 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 plutonium they, rods. Yeah, out. yeah, and they they're cooling the cool. off. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. And the bit and the smoke comes out the back. Such a nice the animation. The pra- the pack look really cool. They added so many little details, the lights and stuff. Yeah. And then as you upgrade, which 
doesn't make sense a whole lot because you're in no. the middle of a level and then suddenly, hey, hang on, I added something to the pack. Now you're yeah. on a slime blower. He's like, I've but been walking looks... around with a screwdriver working on it behind you. That's <laughs> I wasn't talking much. I was inventing. Well, it looks we're in the really cool because everything is just attached to it. And even when you get to the last one of the Maison Collider, it's just like batteries and alligator clips. You know, yeah. I was purposely trying to position my character during like, some talking scenes so that I could get a really close up look of the other characters' backpacks, just so you could see like all the little details. Yeah, That's one thing I miss in this remastered version. When you when you go down in the like 360 version, you have to load the screen again, and they would play the Ghostbusters theme, and you get oh, this right. like rotating proton pack, and you get yeah. to see the details of it, kind of like Skyrim. Yeah, yeah, Skyrim and, and it would. Yeah the song would like amp me up like, yeah, I want to give this another shot. And that doesn't happen in the remastered because, you know, it's just faster, but I missed that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you get the first couple of drum beats and it would be time to go again. I mean, yeah. less loading time is always a good thing, but you could just be blasting the tunes in the background too. Ghostbusters <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> nonstop like we do, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, play we're on our own once in a while, just to switch it up. Bobby Brown. <laughs> yeah, that, that the pack, I think it was a character in itself. Just watching that pack, like you said, Kevin, as you change the weapons, each one has a different color that on those four little lights on the back. Mm -hmm. You switch to the slime blower and like this tube comes up with slime in it on the top of the pack. Yeah. You switch to the Meson Collider. There's these antennas that come up with like yeah. little zippity zappities going. Yeah, it's, just, it's really fun. Yeah. It, it's really like, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I've had times where I sit there and do nothing but fire the proton pack at nothing <laughs> just to watch the animations. Yeah. Like the Meson Collider, it's like there's different kinds of sparks that happen when you're using it or just burn holes in the wall. Yeah. That was great. a surprise for me, but yeah, I didn't know this until I beat Professional Mode and I replayed the game after that. But you get a gold proton pack. Wow, so yeah, I, thought, cool. I thought that was pretty neat. It was a surprise. Yeah, it's, it was it was cool, but I, I switched back after a few minutes because I'm like, oh man, I love all those other details still. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I say, we just appreciate them so much. The the one thing I did is I put on the gray flight suit, and I thought that that's kind of neat. But then the um the patch on the arm, I noticed after a while, it looked kind of funny, and I was able to to get a screenshot, and it's it's the Ghostbusters two patch covered by the original Ghostbusters patch. It's weird that they did. It's it really, we're, we're back. We're back again. Cause at first I thought it was just, I, it looked like the, um, the original patch and I thought, Oh, they just did a color swap. So they didn't bother changing the patch, but then it looked like there were two fingers kind of artificially added onto it. But then you see, it's like one covering the other. It's you know what the problem really was? Weird. They didn't have a programmer patch that. Yeah. <laughs> didn't patch the patch. Uh -huh. You're so quick. Jeez, this, this is what like a year and a half away does. J Rock is just Mr. Wit. I've been under I a did, rock. For a I while. did like the uh the change to the the trap. Like they kept the trap nice, but instead of having the the foot button, you know, which would have been awkward in game, they give you that little beacon. Yeah. And it really smart decision. Like uh, it's one of those things doesn't make sense. But in it's, terms of gameplay, you need to be able to find that trap. Yeah. And that was oh, yeah, a really quick thing and I liked easy about way to the find trap. it. The thing I liked about it was you, you have infinite traps. You can use it as many times as you want, but it doesn't feel like that. 
Yeah. Right. It doesn't feel like you're just throwing them out. Like as soon as you throw one out and you throw another one, your other one's disappeared off the off the map. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of a nice, it would have been really obnoxious if you had to go get the trap. It would have felt a little tiring, especially <laughs> when you get to like I still do anyway. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I do. I pick up, you get an achievement for picking up your own traps. Oh, really? Uh, I would I uh, have to do it like 20 times or something. Well, if it was infinite, you'd be like, this looks like a big fight room, and you just throw out 60 traps, <laughs> and they're just slam dunking everyone and every one of them. So be, each one gets their own room for I, one. I love the slam dunk trap too. Um, yeah. I mean, it definitely makes, definitely at the point you get, you know, that you can afford it, definitely it's, it's very helpful because. You'll be in those rooms where there's just a ton of ghosts and it, you're just swamping them right in there. It's, you you I, clear room so much faster. So Like I said, I, I love the struggle of getting them in there, of mm -hmm. fighting it, so I would avoid doing that. In fact, the last playthrough I did, I, I wanted to challenge myself. I didn't buy any upgrades at all. Ooh. And I played it on regular difficulty and you have no problem. It takes a little longer, but yeah, it's not impossible. Yeah, I did that before too. It's it's fun. It's fun it's to just fun like when, go like just when because the, the first thing you get is to make your proton stream focus a little more. It wanders yeah. so much right at the beginning, and yeah, it's, it's like a it's like a it like fire hoses almost. <laughs> so it's you didn't fun, yeah. So so Richard, you didn't even upgrade the the bait and gun at all at all for the the last playthrough I did. I did it specifically to see if it's possible to play through the game without any upgrades and on regular difficulty. I was able to do it. So uh, I guess the next challenge is the uh, professional difficulty with mm. that. Professional. I also fine. did the, um, I tried to see how little damage I can do because you get an achievement for that. That's right. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to have to do under 100,000. Oh. How'd you do? I was able to get under 5,000. Oh, good oh, wow. job. I so got under 7,000. So you did better than me. So I, it's I was for a whole playthrough of damage? Whole or? playthrough. Basically, you got to watch out in the Times Square level because you hit one truck or bus, that's almost 80, 90 grand right there. Yeah. And then it, the and only other part that's hard is the uh, museum because you break yeah. some of those displays and they're, they're a little pricey. A little bit. But you gotta um, let the other Ghostbusters do most of that stuff. Recommended for a casual playthrough. You, you can, that, yeah, that a casual playthrough. <laughs> but um, that was inspired by the Burnout series. They do the damage counter. Oh. That's where they got that from. That's cool. Fun fact. Well, I got I got one minor complaint about the game because we didn't get to uh, the the levels I didn't like. The the one level that I I it's always the uh, the first time you're in the Sedgwick Hotel and you go up uh, on that floor and then that uh, sea captain ghost knocks out the stairs mm -hmm. and you're stuck in the hotel hallways. I always get turned around and mixed up in there. I don't know. I don't know why, but that that part always makes me mental. Is that the Peppy Sargassi guy for whatever yeah. reason? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I always that's get mixed, can... turned around, and mixed up. That's there. where you get the toaster. You gotta know where that is. See, yeah, yeah. and then I, that's the other problem too. Is I'm looking for the where the items are too, and yeah. I don't want to miss. One. I used to. I used to get turned around there like early on, and then the um, the sewer levels when you're going through that, but. I think I've got it locked in now. It's, it's the back the, of your hand I, at this point. After achievement yeah. hunting, you got it. Yeah, yeah. well, the, <laughs> some of those levels, like, after I played through the first couple times, I think about playing again, like, oh, that part was a little slow. You know, all oh, the sewer levels, the the stone angels. You kind of like uh, some of these areas that were 
they're not bad. They're not your favorite parts. But then you go through them again. It's like that's oh, actually not that long. It's, it's yeah. a lot shorter than, than I remembered. Oh yeah, some of those things are just figuring out what to do. Yeah. Uh, so at first, like I, I haven't had trouble with the uh, the part I mentioned, like the the cherubs and stuff. I haven't had problem since I first played that. But it bugged me so much when I first played it that it stuck out and I remembered it. Yeah. You know, twelve years later. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's at least appropriately placed right at the end of the game when you're supposed to be a little Good more challenging. It. Yeah. Because if that were on early in the game, maybe it would mm. turn some people off. Another yeah. if we're talking about complaints, the only thing I, I'd say negative about this is it's one of those games that suffers from too many hints. Where as soon as you're in a situation where it's like almost a puzzle, you have to figure out what to do, everyone starts telling you. Oh, uh, the light fell in the water. Use your slime tether. Take the light. Yeah, out of the yeah, water. yeah, yeah. You know, like immediately it's like, too. It's like, <laughs> yeah, like really, like one or two seconds, and they're yeah. on it. It's like just yeah, you know, yeah. You're like, I why put a puzzle there if you're gonna tell out. me it? Like you just gave me the slime tether, and I get it. Like there's something I got to do with the slime tether, and then right away it's like, yeah, you like, give yeah. me the answer. Yeah, yeah. It's like asking a, a math question, and then at, without even giving you a second, just giving you the answer. Like, what's right. this? What's this? It's it's this. You're like, why are you asking? Then just write it down. Why, bo why bother? Yeah, why bother? <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, uh, the PS2 version. I think it it doesn't hold hold your hand as much. It, there's a little bit more like kind of puzzly things in there, but yeah, overall it's pretty. It doesn't let you think. It doesn't. It you know. It just almost wants to get you back to the action. Whereas yeah, it'd be I've... nice if they did that with if they changed it per difficulty level. Like you're doing it on the easiest difficulty level, they give you more hints. Yeah, all you got to do is yeah. cut the sound clip. More experience, just let the Ghostbusters be quiet. Yeah. My uh, my favorite part of the game has always been the hanging down on the side of the building and taking down taking out uh, Mr. Stay Puff. And I love like once you beat Mr. Stay Puff, they do this nice little touch where the um, he, he explodes and his hat still stays intact and mm. floats down. And because uh, that was a scene in the original Ghostbusters that was uh, cut out of the film because mm -hmm. uh, Ivan Reitman thought it was too cheesy. <laughs> He's like, that's too much. We can't do that. And there it is right in the video game. So I wonder if that was uh, Harold Ramis and uh, Dan Aykroyd sticking it to Ivan Reitman saying, no, we're going to put that hat back in there. We're going to make it right, man. Yeah. One, one thing I have a <laughs> question good. about. Do, do you think Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd actually wrote this? Or did they just supervise and add their input? Oh, I, think lines, I think Dan Aykroyd did it. I, yeah. I, the lines of dialogue are definitely Harold Ramis. The lines of dialogue 100%. you can get. But, I mean, every little step of this. Like, did they write every so, little thing? I mean, I, I don't think there were, like, looking over the developer's shoulders constantly, but I, I do believe that they had like at least the key points and then they're like, figure out how to make this fun as a game. Maybe. Well, but I, I think I, they were like, like, okay, so they're going to do this. They had like the, at least the overarching story and the dialogue. I think they, yeah, they, I, I mean, they didn't. the game itself, like the story within the game works so well. Like it's just impossible that these guys who've never written for a video game before, haven't experienced that polish so there must have they had to have had help there's, there's you know to say mix. like yeah. right like say like okay well if you're going to do it like you go through the cedric hotel twice in the game you have to know that that is a decision made to reuse the assets in the game right like we got to stretch this out a little bit mm -hmm. 
Yeah, There's rather, no way that Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd were thinking of that when the game I, was written, right? So, yeah, I think they were kind of. It was supposed to be a longer level, but then let like, people get bored, and that's. I think that's why they ended up breaking it up story wise. Because mm. then you'd be like, half the game, I'm just in this freaking hotel. If you were like, <laughs> yeah. in there for like three hours, but right, but uh, it also could have just been, yeah. Like, well, obviously, it was also reusing the assets, but they were probably like, we want to get the most out of these, but. Probably but, ran hey, I, out of a level ideas. Let's do a snow level. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna gush about Harold Ramis though for a minute and say like I hundred percent though believe that if you gave him like okay this is like we need to do this we need to structure uh, the story this way so it works as a video game I hundred percent believe that he could excel at doing that and we got the re- we got the results of that in this game because like. With Ghostbusters, I mean, Dan Aykroyd had like a crazy wacky idea for this thing. And it just didn't make any sense. And Ivan Reitman was like, okay, I'm going to bring in my buddy Harold Ramis. And we're going to make this a startup business I, movie. And I, Harold I Ramis just Dan, ran with that. I believe Dan know? Aykroyd's more responsible for all the technical kind of stuff. He's so into the paranormal well, no, he like, is. He like, had, So I think like, Harold did more of the, the dialogue and... Well, yeah. his comedic, ideas comedic were like timing and stuff. Like his ideas were like so outrageous. Like they would, they just didn't have the money to do stuff like that. So I think like all the interdimensional stuff and that that they could do in this video game, or they got to be like brainchilds of his, and probably like the the ghosts with all like made out of books and stuff like that. A I could see the, those being um, his ideas. I think it's in the documentary on there, but they said, you know, Ackroyd came in later for things like the proton pack and they're like, oh, we got this weapon. He's like, no, it has to be called this. And like stuff like the Maison yeah, Collider. Totally, like that, that was like his terminology. He, I mean, he believes this stuff. Like, oh, yeah. So he was like, this is what it's called, if that's what it does. And and um, so that that kind of input is definitely on him. Well, like the... If, the, if the the roof of the go- of Ecto One, all of those things have names and functions that belong in Dan Aykroyd's head. Nobody else knows what the hell it is. <laughs> yeah, that's what I actually found uh, found interesting. As usually, when you build a Lego set, it's just here's the steps. That's how you build it. In the new Afterlife Ecto One, it'll be like the page where you build some of the stuff for the seal uh, the roof, and it'll be like, oh, this is what that is. So yeah. that thing that looks like a red gun is kind of like a sniffer and stuff. Right. Like, I yeah. always just figured that was some kind of gun thing. No. It, it's really <laughs> interesting to actually like they put the thought into not just like here's a bunch of sciencey looking junk. Like they all they all have thoughts put towards them of what that, they that's are. That's Dan Aykroyd, man. He yeah. he came up with all that stuff. Ronald. If we're talking about the uh, the writing and the dialogue, there Ghostbusters is known as one of the most quotable movies of all time. There are just as many quotes that come out of this game that I have accepted as Ghostbusters canon, like <laughs> "We gods for yarpers, breakfast," like you know all that <laughs> stuff. It, it it resonates, and it to me, it's just it's on the same level. Yeah, as some of the stuff from the movies. When when Ray's uh, scanning the Gray Lady, and he's like, "Don't move." Didn't hear that, Ray. Or even Ray had some great lines too when he was on that boat. And uh, I can't. He remember was excited. Anything, but... He 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 missed all the action. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. He wanted to. See, oh, how many eyes it did it cool? have? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Good. The characters got to be themselves. I mean, the only one that felt like like Winston got an upgrade. He, mm-hmm. He's a doctor yeah. now. He had a lot more input. Um. So he felt a little different than he. He's culture. Like he, he goes to the the opera. 
Well, he this was basically the. Level, so. Well, basically in the movies, he's pretty much the role that you play in the game, mm-hmm. where he's like, I yeah. don't know, I'm just at work. Do, <laughs> you guys know what's going on here? I'm just kind of along for the. I'm a heavy lifting kind of. Well, they the never. Every, he's the everyman, you know. Like he's not a scientist. He's just. I just work with these guys, like he says in the movie. I don't know. Well, they I never just, explain why you got hired to be a Ghostbuster, other than you're expendable. Well, they don't want to. <laughs> they don't want to kill Winston. I think right, it's because yeah. Egon's new equipment to test out Egon's new equipment is the best. Uh, yeah. 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 Explanation. Yeah, well, and they have that, a line of dialogue in there that he's not the first. You know? <laughs> yeah, the, oh, yeah, yeah. Remember what happened to the last one. <laughs> well, they do say at the end credits that they're thinking about opening a second branch in a different state or something, right? Like, some, they yeah. Well, that's the franchise is available. That's yeah. in the commercial. Yeah, that's right. in the commercial. <laughs> Did you notice that in the commercial, Venkman is holding the fire pole like a dancing pole at the end? <laughs> I did not notice that. As he turns around. Franchise is available soon. It looks like he's holding on. <laughs> okay, so if I got to say favorite level, my favorite level was definitely the Times Square where Stay Puffed. You're following him along. That just it brought me back to being a kid, and that that was it definitely. in that level. I think that was the fan service level for everyone. Uh, uh, yeah, that's where they pulled I, out all the stops. So I, yeah, I was just in awe, and it also got, I don't know why, but like when you're going through the all that stuff it kind of i got a real ghostbusters feel like the cartoon i don't know why that level seemed to give me more of a little bit of a real ghostbusters feel you know for some reason i can't even put my finger on it i I, I walk into the building and then and then stay puff looks in the window at you and you're like oh hey buddy yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna credit that that level to dan Aykroyd's acting performance because he is so stoked like he he feels like he's right there with you just excited to be a Ghostbuster again, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, it, he, I think that's why it has that like cartoony. Ray, Ray is different. childish whimsy. That's what Ray yeah, is. The, yeah, that's what the he is. Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah. And, you know, uh, e, uh, Egon's the straight up scientist with like zero emotion. Bankman's the funny guy. And Winston's the everyman. Well, and, I, you, and you're the expendable asset. Although you notice that game. Harold Ramis gave Egon a few lines in this one. Like they wouldn't have been in the. In the movies, he gave him a few got singers. A, he got, got a few a, singers yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. My favorite is when they're in the uh, elevator going up to the uh, Spider Witch, and then suddenly she appears, and you see him just like stutter back, and he's got the <laughs> PKE out, and yeah. his total deadpan reaction to that after was, "Well, that was terrifying." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've been perf- experimenting with sleeping 14 minutes a day. <laughs> gives me a lot of yeah. time for experiments. See, these readings are off the charts. I'll have to make new charts. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's he's right at the tipping point of being just completely crazy. Just like you know the throwaway line in the first one, like, "Yeah, remember that time I stopped you from drilling a hole in your head? <laughs> no, that, that would have worked, worked if you hadn't, you hadn't stopped me." Stay in the light, Egon. Yeah. Trying Winston. Janine had some good lines too. If you hung out in the fire, yeah, hall and just uh, listen to her answer the phone, complaining to her friends, about yeah, floating holidays and everything, yeah, <clears throat> and the explosion, like, oh, they ran out of here, and I got them stuck in here now, and that's yeah, good. It's <laughs> She's calling it a complaint so about cranky. the pl- about the printer, and the yeah. printer company's trying to say, well, listen, you you deal with ghosts, so like, <laughs> no, it's not occupational. It's your it's your product. <laughs> All the voices in this. I mean, you got uh, Walter Peck back. You yes. got uh, Brian Doyle Murray doing Mayor Mulligan. Mm-hmm. A lot of great mm-hmm. voice work in here. And even the answering machine, if you take the time to listen to those, uh, 
Oh, yeah. The guy is mm-hmm. like, there's ghosts outside my window. They look like hobos. <laughs> and then that's in the game, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah everything. Is that Saul Rosenberg? Just so much, <laughs> so much subtle, like, subtle reference and stuff that you just really drink in as a Ghostbusters fan. I yeah, got to say, little... right from the get-go, I was... Uh, I can't think of another teaser that I experienced so vividly because all it was was basically just the sound effect and the no-go symbol, but you just hear the like the proton pack powering on the mm-hmm. just a and I it was like a it was a re- real experience because uh, I slimed me and I was like. I'm getting the real Ghostbusters experience right now, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, like I just remember the hype right from that and being like, when does this come out? Why is it not right now? Like the sounds are great in this, in just, this game. The just sound the, of that proton pack and everything. Oh yeah, even just, the uh, the slime. It all sounds like wet dog food. Yeah. slap yeah. around all over the place. And and even if covered. you're listening on headphones and you walk through the levels, you hear some of the ghosts saying stuff to you. Especially in the library, there's the child ghost saying oh, things to you. Yeah. Like, oh, that was like, creepy. Oh, oh, he's here. He's here. Shh, shh. Like, the yeah. game took a pretty I... dark turn at that yeah. moment. Yeah, that it was, was yeah. the handprints on the wall and yeah, yeah the, the creepy playroom and stuff. Yeah, it, yeah. it's got a, a really good atmosphere, especially that level. I got to hand it to the the museum levels. Got just some excellent. Um, there's there's stuff it. in every level that I enjoy. It's really hard to pick out a favorite, but I think when you, the beginning of the Times Square, when you go out and like said, Winston's there now. So you got all four Ghostbusters, the Ecto one, and you're walking through the streets and then the ghosts start coming out. That's when it felt like this is perfect. You know, I got everything I want right here. All the characters are represented, all the, 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 uh, the New York, you know, you can't take Ghostbusters out of New York. There, it's there's something that blends well with that city. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work anywhere else. They're so running out like, of underground uh, places, New York. I don't know how many underground <laughs> layers and catacombs they have there, but yeah, that was nice too. How they tied the ending of the story, like the, basically they tied all all three. I'm gonna say movies, but all three stories, like the first movie, the second movie, and the third movie, like they tied in all like the slime river. And all that from Ghostbusters 2 into that mm-hmm. into the final levels of the game, which was kind of neat. They were supposed yeah, the, to the they wanted to do a uh, a subway level too with the ghost train. Yeah. <laughs> done that. that would have been really cool. Yeah. But sorry. Oh, no, you got returned to it. Sedgwick. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It was this oh. this this game is just pure beautiful mm-hmm. reference. Yeah. I do My like a lot grind- of the new stuff too. Like um jumping ahead, my favorite boss battle is As It Lore. Uh, at the end of the library, I love the music yes. that plays. Not very there. fun on professional when you're first trying to be. No, that is <laughs> tough. That is <laughs> tough. You got to use those portals. Portals, yeah. yes. Portals and you got to reviving. Yep, you got to like keep your distance from them. Get to a portal, revive your two guys, yeah. and just repeat, repeat. And again, I got to say a lame part about the PS2 version is you actually just fight a T Rex skeleton instead of that guy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Boo. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, the, the, there was such a cool story behind it too. Like they tied in like why the librarian ghost was there, and you know, like the whole, she had a backstory. I'm like, a backstory that didn't feel like super shoehorned in. I was like, that's kind of cool. It's like a a mystery. Did you? Did, was it just me, or did anyone else kind of walk around 
sort of Arkham, sort of keep bringing up the Arkham games, but it felt like I was playing an Arkham game at times where I was just always walking around with the PKE. Yeah, so, you always know, in like, the opposite yeah. direction yeah. of where you're supposed to go. Yeah, just like, well, what's yeah. over here, though? You're obviously yeah. trying to get me to go this way, so yeah. I'm not. Right. <laughs> I would do here? that a lot when, when it basically becomes that situation of, okay, let's go. I would suddenly turn around and go backwards and just, just look at everything to see how far back I could go because sometimes mm -hmm. they close a door or whatever. Yeah. I, you know, I would get to the point where I'm waiting for the library doors to close. You know, are they going to? And then yeah, they close by themselves. And where do the Ghostbusters go when they tell you to follow Egon? Where do Ray and Peter go? And I would just follow yeah. everybody around. Really and there's only one thing I know of that if you use the PKE, you can find. I don't know if anyone else found it. In the Sedgwick, well, return uh, to Sedgwick. You go to the Spider Witch's lair, and she's on the twelfth floor. That's mm -hmm. the same floor you go to at the beginning when you're chasing Slimer, mm -hmm. and you pass by her door. So if you use the PKE meter, there's a little spider that you can see on her door. Oh wow! Just like a little like if you were doing that early on, you would have got that little clue like something's mm. coming later. Yeah. Which, by the way, when you go back to the 12th floor the second time the layout is different some doors are moved yeah and there's an extra corridor where you can go down to find the toilet um, excuse and then, ghost did it no because <laughs> the, the phantom flush Once, i i checked this when you get to the point where you first start seeing spider webs that's the corridor where you first saw slimer and you and you fire at him the first time but before mm. then the layout changes quite a bit I, I will gripe, say I have one gripe, guys. Sorry, go for it. My only gripe is the the save system. It's not very intuitive. You, you can't mm. have separate save files or like uh, like yeah. if you're trying if you're trying to do the achievements for uh, getting under a hundred thousand damage. Like you have to play you have to play it perfectly through the game because it'll save all that stuff. You can't replay a level. Right, right. So mm -hmm. it just you can that was a little you, frustrating. You can replay levels and it'll like, keep your total though. Yeah, it'll right. it'll reset your scans and your artifacts, and then all of your numbers will, you know, be destroyed. So, because when I was doing the trying to get below a certain number, you can't even go back and replay what you just did. If you blast a truck and then try to replay that level, that that you got to start stays. the game over uh, again. Yeah, it's, it's actually over. a lot of it's a lot of quitting the menu. Is uh, I think what I did when I did that, I did either like pause or start and back out or be like uh that's too close to being a uh you know a checkpoint that i'm just gonna i'm gonna back out to the start screen so that but, so yeah. that so became you, a pain in the ass but it, it made you get good you're just talking yeah. for the money just, yeah okay because well, like, yeah, it's like also multiple it. files too like yeah, if you want to start a new game you gotta you gotta like completely erase if you're starting a new career right yeah. You got you got complete. Oh, mm -hmm. this is gonna erase your last file. So. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah so my daughter wants still... to play. So basically, I have to delete everything I did just I, for her to play through. I didn't realize there was saving. Did you? You guys <laughs> stopped before playing through the entire game and one second, <laughs> like, What's going on here? I, I we one too. time. I had to stop. <laughs> just pause. I needed my fourteen minutes of sleep. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Uh, if we want to talk about uh, least favorite bosses, I I kind of want to say the Spider Witch by default, just because I felt like it wasn't very creative compared to a lot of the yeah, other. Yeah, it seemed almost like a cliche. You're like, oh, there's got to be like some kind of weird spider thing. Yeah, seems, and like in any creepy game, there's got to be a spider-like something. 
And, yeah, and, yeah, and it's kind of later in the game, and it feels like it should have been an early boss or early sub boss or something. Mm -hmm. I hated just just zap it. I, ha so I hated having to run and find <laughs> it too after yeah, it would hide yeah. because yeah, I will say okay, like pretty good up till then. Yeah, and the the. The running is clunky in this game. Like you can only run like in a straight line, and then you have to stop and turn, and like it feels like you're like, is this a yeah. tank or something? Like, yeah, if you're in a strafe, you gotta like press the B button or the circle button, depending on what uh, system you're playing on. To, I, like, I use the I use the cause. motion uh, keyboard, so the superior uh, method of playing uh, any game. So you shake your mouse uh, to do I'm so, not, or I'm not, I'm not sure. Controller? I'm not so sure. Nope. <laughs> I am. <laughs> You know, I was gonna say real quick about the Spider Witch. I I kind of liked her, but it, it almost feels like it doesn't mix with the back lore was more interesting than the actual uh, fight. I think. Yeah, if she were more ghostly rather than just yeah. a spider, more feel like more like a monster. Or a demon yeah, I don't or recall them ever fighting. I don't know. Then again, they fight a stave puff marshmallow man. I was like, I don't ever recall them fighting. Like monsters, but I don't know. know. They fight the boogeyman. They fight Samhain and stuff like that. So there's get, like, there's always there's some Sam monsters Squanch. and demons. They yeah, save Sam Squanch and bring him back to his dimension. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like I like that you can find a slore, so you actually see what a slore looks like. You know, it's only kind of quickly referenced by. It, it's it's uh, it's Vin's listed as juvenile slore. Which I think yeah. is funny. So you still don't know what a real giant slore looks like. Well, it's like it's, it's like just that, a juvenile slore. But bigger. No, like it's even bigger with the chest hair. Slore. Yeah. Does anyone have any experience with multiplayer? Because I didn't play it. I I I was disappointed. I had the expectations that it was going to be there, and that's one of the main reasons why I bought the remaster. Because I was like, ah, we can play with people online, or you know, like this be part of you know playing the game of the month, and it's not there, with the exception of still being under the. 360 version which you can yeah. play on um with you know people on the, on the xbox one um, which is how i've been doing it yeah but is does the pc version have the multiplayer too or no no never no. did not even the original version of the game that came out in 2009 had uh, yeah. multiplayer and uh i wish it was more widely known because i had some friends who had the original version uh chris the old ass retro gamer he uh, got rid of it to get the remaster, thinking that he was upgrading. And I'm like, bruh, now I can't play <laughs> it with you. Go get it again. Rule number so, one, never get rid of anything Ghostbusters. Never get rid of any game ever. Yeah. Just, just yeah. overlap. If it's in, you know, if you need space, just put something in front of the game you like less. <laughs> Whatever. But never Ghostbusters. Never block out Ghostbusters. It is a cooperative multiplayer where you take on jobs as a Ghostbuster and you there's different game types like there'll be a protection like protect this uh meter that uh it's like some kind of some kind of contraption that egon's cooked up and you gotta like it's like a beacon you gotta protect it from attacking ghosts until they can charge up it's almost like uh protect the flag or yeah it's, yeah. yeah it's almost like that yeah we're like once one like they charge up and when they reach 100 percent, that one will be fine and then you go on to the next one and you got to stand near it kind of like a yeah, kind of like capture, capture the, flag, the hill. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. King of the hill. King yeah. of the hill. King of the hill. Not and, uh, block that Ghostbusters. A good game. But if <laughs> but if they but if they crash into it, they take percentage off. So you got to defend it. That's fun. There's like a slam dunk, uh, slam dunk. It's called. But it's you. You can use your proton beam, and you you're just slam uh, slimers into the proton pack or into the uh, trap. There's just straight up survival. 
That was pretty tough. You got to go through waves of ghosts coming at you, each incrementally more difficult and more of them. Yeah. And, and, and I, I was playing online with a, a couple just randos, didn't have my headset on or anything. You don't really need your headset for this. Yeah. Uh, but it was pretty fun just to play with some randoms. Uh, just a shout out to uh, Classy Lady 0012. I think I'm she, sure she's, she's on listening. Xbox 360. <laughs> I don't know where you are, Classy Lady, but. I totally played with Classy Lady. Yeah. That's funny. I, I, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just the same couple of people's playing, but I, yeah, that's no, what I it definitely feels. played with. I definitely got in with a good group and they were pretty, pretty competent at the game. So I didn't find a lot of challenge there, but uh, yeah. It doesn't feel like you find full groups. Like uh, today no. I've played with two different people online. It's like yeah. you just sort of, you kind of join whatever custom games you, created already or. Yeah. You, you do as good as you can, but uh, yeah. But definitely, I was surprised. Yeah, just, full group. I just, I threw it on just as a lark and then linked up with someone i'm like okay i guess i'm playing online and i really like that it was co-op because i don't really yeah. like the competitiveness of a lot of online play i'm more of yeah. i like co-op couch co-op with my friends well and such, it's, it's a know? game that you want to bust out once in a while it's pun intended uh yeah. to to play and you don't have to you don't have to be like an expert at it like the whole player versus player stuff online now it's like every time you get on there it's like people have been that's all they do is just play this one game and it's yeah. not fun so that's what's cool about the uh multiplayer is that it's it's co-op and you don't have to be an expert at it you can just you know play it once in a while and it's and, unique too like there's no yeah. other game out there like ghostbusters multiplayer and it's you, really you sad get downed that. and the other ghostbuster they're coming to help you out because yeah goes back and it, forth you know yeah it's and like, it's too, you feel it's, you feel camaraderie it's too bad <laughs> that a unique game like a unique gaming experience like that is it, it, you know like you think they it would be everywhere but it's not yeah, they, that's why like I think they brought it back is because people were like freaking out like yeah well there's nothing else like this can you please turn these servers back on yeah I did do some like, reading they're working on the remastered version having multiplayer apparently yeah it was supposed I, to I be after the fact but it's going on a year after and I'm like oh, yeah. I don't know if they're gonna they were, yeah like the I'll, money I'll for play the, the 360 I'm gonna play with you Jason and anybody good. else who wants to join yeah I, we'll, I invite we'll anybody uh, add me up corpse underscore flood on Xbox and let's let's bust some ghosts i don't yeah. care if you're hearing this six months from now hit me up and be like <laughs> want to bust ghosts and i'll be like yeah <laughs> so yeah it's a uh, you can do campaigns which is usually like three events and it'll be kind of like a random event but yeah the most competitive part is like who makes the most money so there's like a so slight... who uses the trap i yeah. find yeah i was playing yeah. with someone today who they, it seems like they were using their trap all the time by design <laughs> yeah <it's>, yeah <laughs> but yeah it's pretty it's pretty like, like you said unique and there's nothing else like it so i was actually really bummed when i heard that it was shut down but then when it uh, was coming up that i was like oh man i wish i could play more of the multiplayer and for some reason i was like i thought i oh and i looked it up and i was like i thought i remembered them saying something about later on the uh remaster getting one and then while i was looking it up i saw something that made me believe that the 360 servers were still up and i was like I don't know. And I kept talking about it and I was like, well, there's only one way to find out. And I like chucked it in, installed it and went online. And right away I found like three people playing it. And I was like, that's nice. great. So yeah, let's keep it alive. So they don't shut it down again. Hey, good to hear a game from 2009 is still up in 20, 2021. So. Yeah. 
and it's not a PC game. Like PC games can manage to do that, but like a Xbox 360 game. Yeah, well, you need uh, the developer support on the Xbox 360 or any of the consoles to keep them going. Where on PC, if just... the official server shut down, then somebody will just make one. Absolutely, that's why I was like so surprised by it. I was like, well, they're gone forever, but at least I got to play a lot of it when it was going. But I'm like, I got some most wanted ghosts I want to get because I remember there was like some glitches with certain ghosts not really ever showing up, like supposed to be rare, but like more like never showing up. Yeah. So I was like, that's a bummer. I've got a few achievements I want to get. And then, yeah, I just guess I'm out of luck. And then I heard it was back and I was like, we're back. And I just, it triggered the scene from Ghostbusters 2 in my, in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, what are your final thoughts on the game? Final um, thoughts, we, did, we didn't talk about the final boss, which I think is pretty cool, but it's not so difficult, but it's cool. It, this might be my favorite game of all time now. It's certainly the game I've played most in my adult life. I've, I've played it into the double digits now, beginning to end. Um, I will continue to play this because I can still dream of being a Ghostbuster someday. And Bustin makes me feel good. That's it. Um, <laughs> we got the tools. We got guys, the talent. I, I, I kind of have to jump out real quick. Sorry about that. But uh, please keep talking. I'll listen to it later. Uh, thanks so much. All right. Good to see you, Richard. Take care, man. man. Take it easy. Oh, so, don't you hate well, that guy? <laughs> oh, man. So, J-Rock, what's your overall thoughts on the game? All right, my final thoughts on the game. If you are listening to this and you have not played the Ghostbusters game, you have to stop doing everything you're doing right now. Stop breathing. Go play the game. Seriously, this, this is so fun, and it's been a lot of fun to, to play this week, even multiple times, just to be prepared for this, but not aside from being prepared for this, just it was fun just playing it as a fan. And like I said before, it's Ghostbusters 3 for all of us who were robbed of a real Ghostbusters 3. We're going to be getting Ghostbusters Afterlife, but unfortunately Egon won't be in it. So mm. this is this is the last thing we're going to see with Egon in it. So treat this as a movie. Watch the cutscenes, Enjoy it. And any gripes you might have for their shadow in comparison to all the good stuff about it. Don't know don't know what else to say. It's amazing. Great game. Jason, what are your final thoughts on it? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to echo that a bit with yeah, if you haven't played this game, you haven't lived life. If you're a Ghostbusters fan and you kind of just dismiss this as like, you know, just another probably another crappy license game, you are ridiculously wrong. Like you should kind of be ashamed of how wrong you are right now. And uh check it out. I absolutely love this game. I don't know if I made that abundantly clear, not just on this podcast. Anytime uh, I have a second to talk about Ghostbusters, I will go on forever. So, uh, yeah, definitely play it any way you can, uh, any way you prefer. There's multiple ways, so there's no excuse. If you haven't upgraded to the last two gens of systems, you're still good to go. You could play it on PS2. You could play it on Xbox 360. So... No excuse. Super cheap and super worth it. Kevin, final thoughts. Yeah, I uh, echo uh, those uh, sentiments as well. It is in a very it's a very affordable game, so you can you can grab it on a ton of different systems. Just make sure you get the right one. It's Ghostbusters the video game, not just plain old Ghostbusters that came out a couple of years ago or Sanctum of Slime or anything like that. Make sure you get Ghostbusters the video game. 
I will give a shout out too to the Wii port of the game. I think it is it is very well done. And my niece and nephew, who you know, they're uh, what a four and six now. They they love it. They love the the Wii version of the game. They haven't played the uh, the big version, but uh, they like that you know split screen and just playing and busting ghosts running around. So it's good for kids too. Yeah, Mark, I love it. It's it's in my top three games of all time. And it is the game that I played the most as an adult as well. It, I got nothing wrong. I understand, like I understand some of this criticism. It it is a little clunky and all that, but that's what a Ghostbuster is about. Exactly. It's like, busting ghosts is a clunky experience. It's not easy to wrangle them in and get into that trap. And it's like an art. If you're not sold yet, for those RPG fans out there, it's like an RPG. You're you're upgrading all of your equipment, so it's <laughs> more difficult at the start. And then as you upgrade, you start reaping the reward, the rewards of those upgrades, and it gets easier to bust ghosts. Very good. As for myself, yep, I um, basically everything they said is is correct. I I love it. I had a great time playing with it t- over ten years ago, and I had a great time playing it now. It still holds up. I'd still probably lean to recommending playing the previous gen over the remastered, but that's just because I and maybe it's just that I'd. I don't know. I, I think just I felt like it was just a lazy port on the remaster, if I'm going to say about anything. But yeah, I, go where I the deal time. is. Whatever you can get, go where the deal is. Wherever you can get the cheapest. Yeah, whatever the deal is. <laughs> at a point in time, I mean, it's cheap now, but at a point in time before the remaster, the there was a point in time where this was like, I think, a $30, $40, $50 game. The PS, the I don't PS3. know about the 360 version, but the PS3 version. Mm-hmm. Uh, was really getting up there for a while, and I was almost tempted to sell it, but it was Ghostbusters, and J Rock says to keep yeah, every Ghostbusters yeah. game. So keep um, everything. Yeah. I've, I've if if I can keep Ghostbusters one and two on NES, anyone can keep a Ghostbusters <laughs> game. I'd like to reiterate: March's game of the month will be Turtle Power Month. The show will be focusing on the TMNT arcade game Turtles in Time and Hyperstone Heist. If you're playing along or just want to discuss these games with us. Make sure to let us know by using the hashtag Cartridge Club on whatever social media platform you frequent. For those of you wanting to get a head start on April's Game of the Month, we'll be playing The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. If you're ever interested in being a guest on the show, please reach out to us. We're always looking forward to having new community members on to talk about the games they love. Over at the Quick Save Club, they're doing Mod March. They'll be focusing on their favorite mods for PC gaming. And now it's time to reveal what game the Cartridge Club will be playing in the month of May. For those of you who are not aware, this was a raffle prize that was given away during the Cartridge Club Extra Life charity stream last December. The winner got to choose whatever game they wanted to be for the month of May. The winner was none other than... Now, let's do this again. And now it's time to reveal what game the Cartridge Club will be playing for the month of May. For those of you who are not aware... This was a raffle prize that was given away during the Cartridge Club Extra Life charity stream last December. The winner got to choose whatever game they wanted to be for the month of May. The winner was none other than the old-ass retro gamer himself, Christopher Pico, and he chose ActRaiser for the Super Nintendo. It's a very special game for him, and it should make for a great show in May. To those of you interested in supporting the club beyond a review on the podcast app of your choice, I'd like to mention that the club is entirely funded by pledges made from members of our community. We are extremely grateful to the supporters, and if you're interested in becoming one of them, please look on how you can do so at patreon.com forward slash cartridge club. But 
but that that's a show everyone so <laughs> with that being said i'm gonna thank everyone for being here let's start with my co-host j-rock where can we find you online well, I'm not doing much online these days, uh, but you can find my YouTube channel, J-Rock the Game Rocker. There's still uh, the archive of stuff there, and I'm not sure if I'm going to be doing any uh, producing anytime soon. Uh, what with this pandemic and whatnot, I'm just looking after mine and my own. And Yeah, so if you want to find me, that's where you can find me. I did just recently sign back on to Twitter. I was logged out of that for a while, so if you want to find me there, at J-Rock Game Rocker. I'll try to be a bit uh, more on there to talk with you uh, gentlemen here. So, Sounds good. Thanks yeah. for being here. Nice. Thanks for inviting me, Ryan. It, it felt really nice to, out of the ether, Rocket Sauce <laughs> sent me a message, and it really did. It, it brightened my day that day that you thought of me uh, as a Ghostbusters fan, because I don't know if you noticed, you collected Ghostbusters fans today. So I, Oh, I did. Uh, I, yeah. don't, I don't know where you got the idea that I might I want to talk about Ghostbusters. But oh, there was... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'll save it for, I guess, my speech at the end. Uh, but uh, what's it called? Jason, where can we find you uh, online? Oh, too many places now. Uh, I finally got Instagram even. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube as Corpse Flood Gaming. Pretty easy to find. You can hear me on the Game Grinders channel also as part of the Game Tenants podcast. And on my own YouTube channel as part of of the Super Nabler Bros podcast that I do with Chris, the old ass retro gamer. So check it out if you, for some reason, like torturing yourself with my voice. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. Kevin. Any, sorry, go ahead. Jason. Say, anytime anyone wants to talk about Ghostbusters, I am there, sir. <laughs> Kevin, where can we find you online? Believe it or not, you can still find me on Retro Fandango. I think, anyways. I don't know. Richard, I think, quit yesterday, but who knows? We might be back next week. Um, hopefully. Hopefully, we're still going. Uh, but, yeah, just type in Retro Fandango into Google. and I think we're on Twitter and all that stuff. Then um, me, I'm on Twitter. Buried underscore on underscore Mars. And there's links to stuff on there. I don't do the YouTube stuff as much anymore, but... I'm on a bajillion podcasts, and we'd be here forever if I was uh, to plug them all. So, whatever. Do you, <laughs> Just do you remember yourself. what Richard's? Do you remember what Richard's handle was? Uh, at the Rambox. The yes, yes, the Rambox. All right, That's and T H E Ram, and then Box V O X. Thank you for yeah, being yeah. here. Um, as for myself, you can find me on Twitter at it's Rocket Sauce. Instagram, same handle on the CC Discord. I'm there every once in a while popping up and talking stuff about video games and the MCU and whatnot. So, yeah, you can find me at those locations. And thanks again to my cast for being here. Uh, I, I know it's called as soon as we announced it, I got we got kind of, you know, instantly attacked by a couple of you saying, hey, I want in, I want in. Uh, and then, me, of course, which was nice. That's why you you messaged me out of nowhere. I wasn't well, bugging you, so. Well, I, I, Jason, it was also easy pickings for you. I knew you were <laughs> you were going to be there, uh, but I had a, I had to dig J Rock out of the ether to to come back. Basically, I knew one thing to get him back, Ghostbusters, <laughs> and uh, I was happy instantly. It was instant response from, from J Rock. Don't be expecting any mm. more new videos or anything. Okay, one <laughs> step at a time. You know what? I am uh, super stoked to be 
synonymous when someone thinks about Ghostbusters that they think about me. So yeah. I feel I like think you and I are going to be buddies, Jason. I think this we're is the be beginning good. of a beautiful friendship. Best friendship. Yeah. The Busters. <laughs> yeah. Uh. We even got we've got matching headsets where you're like, come on, man. Oh yeah, we're you do. Dialing it up. That's very cute. Very active. Beards. Very got long hair. We got Bankman <laughs> yeah. shirt. It's kind of kind of getting weird, man. Yeah, man. We got we got the, we got both got Ghostbusters tattoos. At least they're not matching, so people yeah. stop won't be talking. You guys are just <laughs> right now, just, but just articles of clothing like, are getting flowing off right now. I think this, yeah. this episode became a meat cute. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we got to have a meat cute story in a few years. How'd you guys meet? Oh, <laughs> on Cartridge Club. What's that? Oh, you wouldn't. You'd have to know. Yeah, you, you, it's just a way of bringing people together. But with that being said, that's the show, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. See you tonight. Busted makes us feel good. Goodbye.